And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll review a Thursday slate marked by great starting pitching and some closer hijinks. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-crews yet. It worked great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. Michael Beller, Al Melchior here with you on Friday, September 10th. Let's get into the news and notes. George Springer could return on this Friday, September 10th from the knee injury that has money IL. Carlos Rodon almost certainly will return on this Friday, September 10th and get a start against Boston. His teammate, Lance Lynn, to return on Sunday against Boston. Their teammate, Lucas Giolito, likely will get off the IL and start on Tuesday against the Angels. Great news for the White Sox rotation getting healthy. Garrett Cole is expected to make his next start sometime early next week. He's dealing with the hamstring issue, but... Good that Cole should be back on the mound just a couple of days from now. Jamison Tyone, however, going to the IL, a partial tear of his ankle tendon. Tony Gonsolin was activated, started at the Cardinals, gave up one run in three innings pitched. Are you doing anything with that, Al, if he's available? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, it's hard to say how long he'll uh, be going into starts, but, uh, you know, have always loved the skill set there. So maybe not 12 teamers, but if he's certainly available anywhere else, uh, might as well pick him up. All right, Steven Vogt exited against the Nationals because of a hip injury. He had two home runs in the game before that, so a real bummer to see him go out after he was uh, hitting the ball so well. Chris Bassett, great news, throwing from flat ground on Thursday. Hopefully we see him sooner rather than later. Andrew Chafin, meanwhile, got a save against the White Sox. He and Sergio Romo have split the last four Oakland saves. Do we have to assume that that's what we're working with in Oakland right now, Al? I think so. Uh, there's really no indication that it's going to be any one reliever uh, going forward, but it does seem like it is pretty much restricted to just uh, Chafin and Romo at this point. So at least you're not looking at a, a broader split of saves, but yeah, it's a little time left in the season. Just might not be worth a move in any event. Yeah, it could definitely be more of a headache than it's worth dealing with. Ian Kennedy got knocked around, gave up back-to-back homers to Ryan McMahon and Sam Hilliard, blown save and a loss. He's given up six homers in 13 and two-thirds innings pitched with the Phillies, but Joe Girardi gave him that vote of confidence. How much confidence do you have in Girardi's vote of confidence? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I could read the quote from Girardi a couple of different ways. He said, we look at it every day, but he's our closer. So it's sort of like, you know, if, uh, you know, I got an email, Al, we're looking at it every day, but you're still our podcast host. <laughs> um, I don't know that I would necessarily view that as a altogether, uh, you know, positive ring, uh, yeah. vote of confidence. So yeah, I, I think that Kennedy might be in a little bit of trouble here. All right. Well, how about Will Smith? He took a blown save against Washington, giving up nine runs in his last 13 and a third innings, five homers, nine walks 
in that time? Are you concerned at all with his job status? I'm not really concerned with the job status yet. Haven't seen any, uh, you know, votes of confidence or votes of no confidence or something that's kind of in between with Smith. It seems like uh, it's going to be status quo for Atlanta. But uh, I will say that I have started benching Smith in my daily leagues because of the the performance lately. So, again, time is running out. We keep saying it. But uh, at least for the time being, uh, I'm staying away from Will Smith. All right, and finally here, Zach Britton had Tommy John surgery in addition to having a bone chip removed, so going to be a while before we see Zach Britton back on a mound. Thursday standouts. Let's start with Cal Quantrill, Al. Seven and two-thirds innings pitched against the Twins, gave up one run on four hits, two walks, struck out five. How are we feeling about Quantrill's trustworthiness for the remainder of the season? I feel totally fine about that, and I, I think – a lot of people got there long before I did. So, you know, kudos to everyone uh, who uh, put Quantrill in the circle of trust uh, and has been starting him all along. Uh, so I'm a, a relative latecomer to that. Uh, I see no reason to doubt him. Uh, the, the peripherals are, are matching up with the results. And uh, yeah, Quantrill needs to be rostered and started universally. Well, you can you can dust yourself off from that one and take a, a little bit of a victory lap on Nestor Cortez because you were definitely early on the Nestor Cortez train, and you know we were a little bit wary of that matchup he had yesterday against Toronto. He goes out, throws six innings, gives up just two runs on six hits, strikes out five, doesn't walk a batter. Got to be feeling pretty good about Cortez the rest of the way too, huh, Al? I do, I do, and uh, you know, with that unfortunate news about Jamison Tyone, I think that that definitely solidifies Cortez's uh, position. Uh, regardless of who the Yankees, uh, you know, bring up at this point. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And certainly, you know, uh, Cortez here, like you said, we were a little bit squeamish about this matchup. And I think he's gone a long way toward showing that he's kind of matchup proof at this point. Yeah, he certainly does feel that way. Marcus Stroman, nothing really actionable here at Marcus Stroman is Marcus Stroman. But a nice start for Stroman against Miami. Six and a third, one run, four hits, zone walk, seven Ks for Stroman. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Al, there could be something actionable, but when is there something when you look at Stroman or you just say, hey, nice start and move on? I think pretty much that maybe just, um, you know, taking a look ahead to next year and seeing where uh, Stroman might go, uh, maybe keeper considerations, that sort of thing. Seen a little bit of the of an uptick in uh, strikeouts uh, over the second half, but nothing really dramatic. So, yeah, I think what you see is pretty much what you get. All right, Jesus Luzardo on the other side of that game came through with uh, an effective start. Did give up two runs in just five and, a, in five and two-thirds innings. Two hits, four walks. You don't love to see that, but you like the eight Ks. And for a guy like Luzardo, who we know has more talent than has shown through in the numbers this season, it's just nice to see something like eight Ks and five and two thirds innings without getting knocked around by the men's lineup. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, just like you know, we talked about Cortez maybe just being must start at this point. I think with uh, the last few starts from Luzardo, uh, you can, you know, move him off of, uh, you know, stay away, uh, leave them alone uh, uh, kind of territory to, uh, you know, actually being a little excited about streaming him with some decent matchups. Carlos Hernandez takes care of business against the Orioles. No runs in six innings, just 1K. You don't love to see that. On the other side of that game, John Means, seven innings, gave up two runs, five hits, two walks, and five strikeouts. Are you taking anything away from either Hernandez or Means by this start? 
I think for Hernandez, it's maybe a slight downgrade because the strikeouts have not been there quite the same level as in his initial start. So if you haven't been thinking of him as more of a streamer, maybe time to do that. John Means is back. Uh, maybe not, you know, all the way back to where he was early on in the season when it looked like he was, you know, adding a high strikeout rate to his uh, his resume. But, um, you know, this is four starts in a row now where Means has been pretty solid. So uh, I think you can just plug and play there. One more matchup where pitchers on both sides are worth discussing. Ranger Suarez and Antonio Sensatella in the Rockies and Phillies game last night. Suarez went six innings, gave up one run on five hits, one walk, struck out six. Sensatella gave up a pair of runs in six innings, four hits, two walks, and three strikeouts. Uh, Suarez feels like he is someone who you're going to want to be starting every single start the rest of the way with the way he's been throwing the ball since being put in the rotation. Yeah, and, and not only just because of how well that Suarez himself has pitched, but on Thursday's show, I think we talked about this, that Suarez has an incredibly favorable schedule uh, all the way out the rest of here. And certainly, you know, starts with this um, outing against the Rockies in Philadelphia. I mean, that's a nice matchup unto itself. It doesn't really get much more difficult from here on out for Ranger Suarez. So there's absolutely no reason for him to be left on waivers anywhere at this point. Yeah, go get Suarez if you are able to with what he's got ahead of him. Let's talk about some hitters. Javi Baez, uh, maybe get, feeling the warm embrace of Mets fans now, uh, hits his 29th homer of the season, steals two bases to get up to 16 on the season. He drew a walk, which uh, being a Cubs fan and having seen a lot of Javi Baez, I know that's just <laughs> like a solar eclipse sort of moment. Uh, really nice game for Baez all around. It is, it is. And yeah, I just, I couldn't resist, uh, you know, I think it's the first time ever in a rundown where I've enumerated how many walks <laughs> somebody has had. Uh, but, and I actually checked it out. Uh, by, there's there's one qualified hitter who has a lower walk rate than Javi Baez, and it is Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Oh, um, so anyhow, yeah, we, we're not going to expect OBP from uh, Javi Baez, no. but, you know, we <laughs> can certainly expect, uh, you know, more combo meals, uh, you know, going forward. Yeah, we got another one from Jazz Chisholm as well. His 15th homer, his 19th steal of the season. And good to see that from a player who has been grasping at at those April heights really since April ended. Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one to talk about in the offseason and his uh, drafts approach in 2022 because I I think that Chisholm in a way is still in a lot of our minds kind of living off of that April. And since then really kind of putting up numbers. I think that, you know, if you'd look back in February and March and tried to make a projection for Chaz Chisholm, I think this is what you had come up with, which is a low batting average and, you know, some help in home runs and, and stolen bases, you know, sort of a, a Nico Goodrum profile. And that's, I think I, I might be wrong, but I don't think that's how a lot of us are thinking about Jazz Chisholm. So it's something to sort out in the off season. Yeah, definitely something that we'll be taking a look at as we uh, do our draft prep and offseason prep next year. Nicky Lopez, his second homer of the season, going three for five against the Orioles. And this guy just brings it in the batting average and steals categories. 297 and 19 steals on the year. And we talked about it earlier this week. Love to see that his playing time is feeling safe for the remainder of the season. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely the case. And I think when Adelberto Mondesi came back and uh, the decision was made that he was just going to play third base when he does play the field, uh, I think that was a huge vote of confidence for Nicky Lopez. And he's, he's earned it with the way that he's hit this year. Absolutely has. And how about Luis Garcia, our last standout here, hit his fourth homer, his 13th double, 13 for his last 40 with that homer and seven doubles. Maybe there's a little bit more pop. I don't know, but he's still swinging the bat well and a guy who you could at least play as a hot hand sort of play right now. 
Yeah, and no, I like that a lot. And um, yeah, those seven doubles. I mean, that's you know, in a very short time, just cranking out double after double. Uh, so maybe, yeah, some of those doubles become homers over the last few weeks here. And if nothing else, hitting for average, uh, if you look at the total stat line, those things are kind of going to get buried because Garcia really scuffled for a while. But yeah, definitely a hot hitter right now. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's get into our streamers for Friday, Al. Adrian Hauser and Eli Morgan could stream either side of that. Glenn Otto versus Paul Blackburn could stream either side of that. Daniel Lynch versus Griffin Jacks, you could stream either side of that. For one-sided matchups, we got Tanner Houck against the White Sox, Matthew Boyd against the Rays, and Tyler McGill against the Yankees. Who jumps out at you, Al? Oh boy, yeah, lots of choices here. Uh, really like Glenn Otto against Oakland. Uh, you know, not necessarily an easy matchup. I just really like what Otto has done, both in the minors and in the short little bit during the majors this year. So he's definitely at or near the top for me. Uh, Tanner Houck, also, yeah, tough matchup for him at the White Sox, but just, you know, like what, what he's done so far this year. So I think those two probably uh, rank the highest, but... Almost anybody on this list, I think, would be fine with the possible exception of uh, maybe maybe Griffin Jacks against the Royals. That is a nice matchup. And Griffin Jacks kind of rivaling Ranger Suarez with his upcoming schedule. Uh, he's got Cleveland, the Cubs, uh, the Tigers, and the Royals again. Uh, for the rest of his schedule, so I don't think I would. Um, I don't think that I would stream Griffin Jacks for this start, but I'm watching it to see if he could maybe handle some of those fairly favorable matchups that he's got rest of season. Yeah, it's an important thing to note, also. Right, you're watching a guy not just for what he's doing today, but for what he might be able to do in the future. And maybe Griffin Jacks can be someone who, even if you don't have him today, is a guy who is important to you down the stretch with those matchups that he has the last couple weeks of the season. Let's do a quick fab preview as we go into the weekend. Joe Ryan, Ranger Suarez, Jake Odorizzi, maybe Sean Nolan, Bobby Dahlbeck, Josh Lowe, Enrique Hernandez, Jesus Sanchez, and Luis Torrens all on our radar. Who are you going to be watching this weekend? Who do you already know you're claiming? What are you looking at here, Al? Just pick out a guy or two because we're running out of time. All right. Well, I want to talk about Sean Nolan because, yeah, I did put a little question mark next to him. You, you, you just pretty much can't beat the matchups, though. He's got the Marlins in D.C. and then uh, also another home start against the Rockies. I mean, that's going to be yeah. tough to beat. There's no intervening start to watch to, you know, check him out. So it's just a question of weighing your options. But we'll say that, uh, you know, the peripherals are better than the, than the, the surface stats for Nolan. So it's not necessarily that terrible of a risk to take. All right, there you go. So Sean Nolan mixing in with some of the names that you probably did expect to hear us talk about for our fab preview. And that's going to do it for today and this week on Fantasy Baseball in 15. Please give us a rating and a review and a subscription. It means a lot to us when you do that. And even though we're at the end of the season, still plenty of good stuff coming for you for these next couple of weeks. Uh, You'll have a full fab episode over the weekend on the Athletic Fantasy Baseball podcast, Fantasy Baseball in 15. That returns on Monday. So until then, enjoy all the baseball action over the weekend. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you soon. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.